Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 6 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening and welcome to Eye on the Future. Happy holidays to all of you. This is Season 6, Episode 9, and today is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. And we are in a festive mood to send to spend the pre-holiday week with you. I am your host, Paul LaPlaca, along with our in-house spiritual wizard, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, Lady Fontaine. She is also known as America's number one love psychic and is a certified life coach and relationship expert. Tonight's show, we're going to discuss a topic that comes up often. Is the person you are dating or looking for the right one for you? We will discuss some key points and tell you how to know. Call us at 319-527-6216. We would love to hear from you or schedule a private reading at LadyFontaine.com. You can also reach Jim, me, and Lady Fontaine anytime by emailing us at radioshow at LadyFontaine.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you have any topics you would like to hear on future shows, email us or just say hello. We, uh, if, we sele- <clears throat> excuse me, if we select your suggestion for a show topic, you will receive a free introductory 15-minute psychic reading or a life coaching session from Lady Fontaine. Our call screener tonight, Mike, a dear friend of ours, is feeling under the weather, so we wish him a speedy recovery. Jim and I will be screening calls tonight, so we are waiting patiently to hear from you. Call us at 319-527-6216. If you would like to be on Lady Fontaine's mailing list, please give us your real email address so we can keep in touch with you. Uh, Just a reminder, when calling, this is radio, and we love to hear from you, but we need real questions, not general questions like, what is going on in my love life? Is there someone in my future? For the radio, we ask for you to call in with a specific question and be prepared to discuss your situation on the air. Those of you watching us on YouTube, please hit subscribe and be notified of our new shows. Uh, And please leave us comments and uh, a like, because that stuff goes a long way for us. Uh, In order for us to continue doing the streaming, we really need your help uh, and support in liking and following us on all the various platforms. And since we are doing video, for those of you who don't know, James Elkin is our healing expert. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. And of course, course, our lovely psychic and relationship expert and intuitive life coach, Lady Fontaine, in case you were wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones. Say hi, Jill. Yeah, yours are red. Well, you match. You match. Without the red hat. Yes. Yes. The the lumberjack. (laughs) Um, if you miss a show, you'll be able to catch up with us at any time on Eye on the Future Radio Show on YouTube or Facebook, and you can listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other platform for uh, podcasts. We have a jam-packed show tonight, and tonight's topic, how to let the right one in. Uh, we'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient. We'll do our best to get every caller on the air uh, to answer your questions. If you call on and 
if you call in, you will be able to listen to the show while you're on hold. Our phone lines are open. Our switchboard is lighting up, as always, and we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show, so please uh, bring up your questions or any other topic, and we'll get to you as soon as possible tonight. Uh, Lady Fontaine and her expert panel, that's us, will be here to help guide you through it. (coughs) And uh, you can call in for your free psychic reading or love and relationship guidance on any stories or experiences that you want to talk about. If you wish to schedule a reading or life coaching session, uh, please visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. A quick note, we won't be here next week, so Merry Christmas to all, but we will be back on the air on Thursday, December 30th for our New Year's show. And since this show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, I want to turn the mic over to you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? (laughs) I got a frog in my throat. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm doing very well. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have some news to share with us. I do. I have some very good news. Something happened, but how did you keep it from everybody? That's well, that what was, I want to know. All of a sudden, was, I see pictures with all these initials, and I'm going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I proposed to my girlfriend um, this past weekend on Saturday, and I wanted it to be a big surprise for her, so I didn't let anybody know except for her immediate family. And I tricked her into thinking it was just a family lunch, and we went to a very low-key restaurant out in uh, Ventura, California. So when she walked in and saw a bunch of her girlfriends that she hadn't seen in a while and her aunts and uncles, it was a big surprise. You know, this is a chance for everyone to get together. And she was really excited, and that distracted her. And then I went in to get myself a beer, and I came out, and I put my wedding band on. And I handed her a Corona with a a lime in it. And I really didn't expect her to notice it right away. But as soon as I handed it to her, I said, do you think you could help me get this lime in the bottle? I'm not having any luck. And she saw the the sun shining off the ring. It it just flashed at her. And she just like, she was was startled. It's like, what's that? And I said, (laughs) you didn't get yours? (laughs) I said, you didn't get yours yet? And she just like, her her jaw dropped and she started crying. And I I went down on one knee and I brought the box out, proposed. And everyone was like, so she was, you know, talking to all her friends and they're all looking at the ring. And five minutes later, I come up to her with a wedding band. And I said, by the way, your friend Randy was just ordained last week. We can do this right now. Oh, my so God. We so didn't you need shortest, a license or something? Well, to, to make it legal, we have to do the paperwork. But the ceremony, we can do anytime we want. So oh, we did okay. that on the spot. And now we have to go and get the certificate and file it and all that. So. Oh, my God. That yeah. is so exciting. I was shocked. And then, I mean, how do you keep something like that a secret? That's amazing. I got a I lot mean, of that's, secrets. <laughs> Apparently, and he and you don't share them with us at all, man. I thought I knew you, Paul. No, no, no. There's this body buried all over New Jersey. <laughs> You're just living well, up to that metal, uh, <laughs> heavy metal. Well, yeah. congratulations. It took you a few years to Image. to do this, but it you did, did it. We've been together for seven years, so uh, it's about time. And you saved yourself so much trouble. 
That's really, what I that, thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, but now her family's like, oh, now we can have a party in L.A. and we can have a party in New York. And I'm like, I was hoping to avoid all that, but nope. Yeah. We're still going to have to go through planning, a, you know, a uh, wedding, even though. Well, I mean, uh, that's the fun part. That is no, the it's fun not. part. Oh, it no, is. it's not. No. Yes, well, maybe for you. Take it from somebody who's been there three times, okay? I know. I know. But are you going to invite you. us or is it going to just be of family? Course. No, no. Oh, good. Yeah, you're close enough. <laughs> I meant, you're you know, close physically, you're close enough to me. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, yeah, you're close enough. <laughs> but that's so exciting. I'm really, really, yeah. really, 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 really thrilled. Thank you. We're all we're very happy too, and her family's very happy. So oh. that's all good. And I'm so, like, I didn't know you were a romantic and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was a very <laughs> romantic that, way of doing it. That's the big secret I'm trying to keep. You're, you're a Leo, oh, right? That, I'm a Leo. Yeah. yeah. That's the I big thought, secret. I, I don't want anyone like, to know that. How can, you, how can you possibly not know he's a romantic? He's a Leo. Yeah. Oh, Leo's old a Leo. romantic? Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an old Leo. Well. I'm a cynical Leo. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not I, anymore. Okay. I didn't Love know that. What else can you tell me about a Leo? Oh. You, you're a psychic and you don't know the signs? I don't really know what's what what with a Leo. You know, tell well, me more a, about a Leo. A Leo definitely is a performer and wants to be the center of attention. Is very loyal, um, very affectionate, but very fiercely defensive of himself and his friends and family, or her herself and her friends and family. Um, but yeah, Leos are good. We're good folks. I always think of a Leo as a leader. That's the only thing I really think of a Leo as. Yeah. I didn't know they were romantic and um, affectionate. Boy. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, it's very good to know. I just learned something more about a sign that I didn't know yeah. before. Now I'm straight. Do you see this? Now it's straight. Oh, <laughs> I had to move oh. everything around. <laughs> going to say, would you go back in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember I said everything was corrupted because I had, I had the, 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 the thing in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, the thing in the wrong place. Now wrong, every, right. right. Okay. So, <laughs> no, let's, let's move right on. Okay. Right, well, Paul, do you, so, Paul, do you have a question? Paul has something to ask me. I do. <laughs> He's got to look uh, at the script and figure this out. What was that question I left? I thought I was done talking for the night. No, 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 no. There's a question. Okay, so last show we had a very interesting call from a gentleman who had a Marie Antoinette painting he wanted to send uh, you. How did that turn out? I never heard from him. What? I can't believe it. I mean, oh, I even checked the email on a regular basis. The star told me, no, there's no email. I said, you've got to be wrong. I went and looked a few times, and there's no email from him. So oh. then there's no Marie Antoinette painting. I'm so disappointed. So if David is listening, please call us back. Maybe he <laughs> forgot what show it was. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. I really That's am. Bad. Up just because it felt like it was so amazingly synchronistic and destiny yeah. and fate. It did. It did. But That's well, really strange. I, guess, I guess he didn't think so. 
Maybe, maybe, well, maybe he's busy, busy with the holidays, maybe. Maybe, but if he's listening, I'm waiting to hear from you. <laughs> I don't think we should wait anymore. <laughs> All right, forget it. All right, forget it. We can move on with the show. So, all right, all right. so, so, what do we want to talk about tonight? There's many different approaches to this topic, and uh, Jim and I have been discussing a few oh, different angles can, for this. But what, can, what were you going to say? Can I, can I interrupt? I think we we didn't give the phone number to call if people want to call in. I think we skipped over that. Oh dear. So um, it is three one nine. Five two seven six two one six. That's three nineteen five twenty seven sixty two sixteen. Please call. Yes, Enjoy. we definitely want to hear from you. Um, so, so there's different angles to tonight's topic. So, I, if we have some, you know, do we have any callers that maybe can tell us what what angle they want to hear from us? Because we could look at um, like when you meet somebody you know, are, are they right for you? Is it worth spending the time and effort on this person? Or we could approach it, you're in a relationship with a person, and, I mean, is this really the right one for you or not? So mm-hmm. what, what angle do, or Jim even brought up, what about People how do you know are, someone's wrong for you? Yeah, there you go, good. So where do we want to start? I think I think uh, a lot of people. I, I'd like to start where. How do you know they're right for you when you first meet them? Call a psychic. Call a psychic. <laughs> what can I tell you? I mean, it's hard to tell. I obviously certain things for me. This is what I always tell my clients, and it's when I read energy. It's very very rare, but every now and then I come across relationships where people click. Now, people call me, I don't even know the, the partner, the person at all, but sometimes I could just feel that the energies click. It's, it just works. And I always feel, um, you know, opposites attract. I mean, most people say to me, oh, I want someone exactly like me. Well, mm-hmm. to me, that'd be awfully boring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what really works better if you have someone who's very talkative and then you have somebody else who's a better listener. Uh, if you have somebody, you know, who's strong in one area, you know, the, the partner could be weak in that area or have no interest. And that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how you evolve in a relationship. But, um, you know, if you're too much alike and it's really like a carbon copy of you, it may seem at the beginning because it seems like, oh, I met someone just like me. He totally gets me. But in the end, you're going to see, and I usually see those relationships fizzle out in in a couple of weeks, in like two to three weeks. They usually do not last for long. But to me, big telltale signs that um, someone's not interested in you. Could I do it reversed, like where they are interested in you? Sure. You can do it if you want. It's my show. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But ways that you would know, like if a man – well, I could do this sort of in the middle – if a man um, says he'll call and he doesn't, I mean, to me, that's, that's your answer right there. Yeah. Or if a, right, exactly. Or if a man says, um, and we've talked about this before on the show a lot, if a man says, 
I really don't want to be in a relationship or I'm not looking for anything serious or I don't want to get married and you do. Those are all red flags. Believe them because you're not going to change them. I mean, I think that's, some, that's one of the biggest problems that I encounter with people on a regular basis. They tell me the guy says he doesn't want anything serious and they get seriously involved with this guy and then they're wondering, now what do I do? You can't change a person and you can't make a person want something other than what they originally are going into it with. So that's the one area I say be aligned with. Everything else I say have that that nice balance. Could you, is there another way like um, to explain that balance, Jim, about where someone's strong, someone's weak and how that complements each other? Because uh, it's, it's one thing to say, this is an area of my life that I haven't explored and you have, I'm curious about what it's like and I'd like to support you in that exploration. That's one thing. If it's, Oh man, I have no interest in that whatsoever. I don't want to hear about it. That's a different thing. Don't you think? Exactly. Yes. Now here's a prime example. Um, Obviously I'm a dog person and I show dogs. I would never do well with someone who is not a dog person or, or who can't live with dog fur and, you know, like this morning, Ciara's like, I'm getting ready to vomit. She's on the bed. Oh, boy. I go, not on the bed. Not on the bed. On the bed, she vomits. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, you clean it up, you go wash the sheets, and you move on. I mean, that's mm-hmm. my life. But if somebody was, you know, not a dog person or couldn't deal with the dog sleeping on the bed, for me, because that's, that's a core value. And that's where I think you have to be aligned at the core value. Um, and that's even like I said, the direction of a relationship. If if you want something casual, find someone who wants something casual. Otherwise, it's going to be a tug of war. If you want something serious, find someone who wants something serious. Those are core values. In today's day and age, sure. um, this unfortunately, this country is so divided politically and racially and this and that and every other way. Find that balance so that you ha- – I'm not saying you have to be on opposite sides or the same side. Well, you should be on the same side, whatever that same side is. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You should be on the same side, yeah. No, but I mean – So you don't you know, kill like, each other. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, like if – right. Like if we're talking about politics, mm-hmm. it would be very difficult for me to be with somebody on the opposite end. I mean, did you see some of the – Um, some of the discussion on all I did was put, I'm entitled to put up a single post that gives my viewpoint on something and all the other ones come out and, you know, knock it down and you got to debate it and you got to this. I don't want to have to debate what I feel is right for me. And that's exactly how I feel in a relationship. So that I, I honestly feel that um, with this very divided political world, it never was like this before because you could have, you know, a, a liberal with a conservative without any problems. Now they're worlds apart. So I think that's another thing. Sometimes religion is an issue. You know, yeah. I mean, if you have a very, very religious person and you have somebody who absolutely has no belief in religion, that's a core value. I don't know that that would work. So those are the areas to be aligned with. But what Jim brought up was excellent interest. Like for me, I wouldn't, I would make it with somebody who doesn't like dogs. The same thing, for instance, if, um, I'm trying to think, 
uh, well, that I was going to say that, but then I thought we were always talking about motorcycles. Oh. If it weren't for Mike, like I have told this story a million times. I, when I used to travel back and forth from New York to down here, if I would like to be late at night or any, even any time of the day and, and I would stop, you know, I'd stop for gas and then I'd want to run in and get something at the convenience store. If I saw like, you know, five or 10 or 20 or 30 motorcycles, I wouldn't go in. I'd be afraid. Now I feel like, oh, hey, guys, <laughs> here I am, you know, but for me, that's a big thing. I had a guy the other day, I got I just have to mention this, but he, okay, you say what you have to, no. Uh, uh, I was, was going to say that the story is with, with motorcycles in a relationship, when, a motor, when, when, like, for example, for me, if I were out looking for a woman, she would have to like motorcycles enough right. to be able to get on the back right? and go exactly. for rides with me. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't feel good about any relationship where she says, well, it's me or the bike. Guess what? No, exactly. <laughs> the bike and wins. I, right. And I'm, I'm drawn to men with motorcycles now because I enjoy being on a bike. But I have to say that there was somebody who reached out to me after seeing one of our shows and, you know, high beautiful and all this other kind of stuff. And then he said to me, well, I don't have, I'm going to tell you up front, I don't have a motorcycle. But he sends me a link to his website. And he says, but I've got a, a Maserati. And I looked at his website. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, no, but he does. He's yeah, like a top. It. He's like a top speaker in the entire world, and you know, blah 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 blah. And it even has his rates there. I mean, for each speaking engagement, he charges a heck of a lot. So I have yeah. no doubt that he has a Maserati. So I wrote back, it'll suffice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to make okay. compromises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much for that point. <laughs> no, no, I've got Mike to take me out on the bike. So, um, <laughs> but okay. um, <laughs> what? So, so that's, that's how we can tell if, if it's somebody that we should probably put more investment in. If, if we align enough or at least, there's curiosity enough about the things that that other person has that it'll, it'll provide some reasonable area for conversation and exploration in, in our lives. I would definitely say yes to that. Okay. Because for instance, I'm a city girl. Now, if I met a say a farmer who expected me to go out in the fields and do stuff that, uh-huh. I mean, granted that would be something for me to learn, but I have no interest in doing that. So that, mm-hmm. in theory, could be a conflict. The same thing if somebody's really a, a social person. You know, you want to go out all the time. You want to go partying. You want to go here and you want to go there. And the other partner wants to stay home all the time. I would yeah. see that as a conflict unless they're willing to make compromise and they're willing to sort of find that balance. But, okay. um, you know, I, I think that if you're a party girl or a party guy, you kind of mm-hmm. need somebody else to live that lifestyle with you. And if you're more of a homebody, you really need more of a homebody to live that lifestyle with you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, um, it, yeah, sometimes relationships get started in a very hot and steamy way, and it's good to take a break once in a while and get to know each other. <laughs> I always tell people that, to go slow in a relationship and I tell them once you get into the lust and the sex and everything you're not going to have that opportunity to build that foundation and building that foundation because the most important thing in any relationship is 
we talk about it all the time is communication. And it's not just, oh, how's the weather? Or, gee, that's a pretty dress that you have on. It's those really deep heart-to-heart conversations where you're open, you're vulnerable, and you reveal, you reveal who you are and share who you are with, the, with, the, with your partner. And um, <clears throat> I personally see vulnerability as a strength, not a weakness. Some people think that's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. you got to have guts to be able to bear it all. And you have to have confidence in who you are to bear it all. And I, I respect that. And I personally feel when I do that in a relationship that it opens me up to being receptive towards that person. So to me, vulnerability, when you're vulnerable, it opens you up to receiving that vulnerability from your partner. It's it's true because the moment you open the door uh, in yourself, you feel, help your partner to feel comfortable opening the door as well. And it, I, I do that with with patients a lot. That you know, if I find that they're all locked up and I really need to open them up, what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll expose some piece of me, some you know, get a little deeper in how I'm talking with them, and suddenly it, it becomes more possible for them. It helps to open the door from the other side. Right. So the first person. To open the door wins. Right. I think that's a I think that's a wonderful approach. I really, really yeah, do. It works well. Um, because because so many people don't understand the importance of being open and sharing in a relationship. You know, I've I, through the years I've had so many clients say, you know, I say, well, what is what is he like? Oh, he likes to go camping and watches football and stuff like that. But what is he like? Not what Mm -hmm. does he like? What is he like? Mm -hmm. And they don't really know. And that's because Mm -hmm. they're, you know, it's all about the external stuff, not really the internal stuff. And to me, you can't build a meaningful relationship without that. So for, for me, from my perspective, as far as working with people for the past 35 years, I don't see how you can be successful in a relationship unless you have those commonalities and you have those real conversations. Most people that I know of, most couples that grow apart, grow apart because they're not talking. Right, right. Well, communication is key. Mm, we talk about that a lot. It's a very good habit to get into early in a relationship. Because it breaks down a lot of potential for problems later in a relationship. That's right. So that's right, and you have to feel. You said it. You said it in our last show. An environment where you feel safe. So yeah. that means that's why in that exercise we were talking about the other week. You really have to have good listening skills, mm-hmm. be, and not just react. Well, it upsets me when you. Do, I don't do that. You know, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> right. But if you listen and you have some compassion for mm-hmm. their perspective of things, you might be surprised how you can work out those, those. Um, I don't even want to call it problems. I mean, those little, Hopefully. you know, hindrances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so easily when you approach it from a place of compassion. Do you remember mm-hmm. a conversation that you and I had about 30, 29 years ago about passion Versus yes. compassion. Mm-hmm. How did I get that so mixed up back then? I didn't uh, really get 
get it. Were, now were, I do. You were coming from a very, very different place at that time, and that oh, that seems to be a, a key thing to help you move to this new place, which is better. With so, compassion. Fully for you, yes. Well, do you remember yes. who I saw? You remember the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, that oh, I don't, don't remember. remember. I just I remember I remember that Ken that. Rezzi. Ken Rezzi. Oh, yes, you don't remember right. that? Right. Yes, yes. Yeah, I do. I do now. Do you want me to share yeah. the story? Go ahead. So Jim and I used to work together in New York uh, at a at a financial services company, and we we always had a lot of uh, dialogues on spirituality and stuff like that. So one day we're talking and I, we were actually having a debate about passionate versus compassionate. That was our debate, I think, because Uh, I, I, it was a challenge. I think it was a challenge around the the role of passion in, in spirituality because it seems like they conflict. I think that's what it was, but carry on. But the, the reason why I say that is I remember that when I got that vision I remember thinking I was almost afraid to say something to you because it was such an unusual vision and I didn't want to offend you because we were already having a debate, uh, a very heated debate about this topic. So um, in any event, somewhere along the way when Jim and I were discussing it, he went back to his desk and I get this vision of this Buddha and I think of a typical Buddha of being, you know, the big belly and, you know, the one person sitting there like a Buddha sits there. So that's my vision of a Buddha. And I'm seeing a Buddha with all these different arms and all this jewelry all over them and um, like gold or something. I don't even remember the color because I remember you had asked me the color and all this other stuff that was not my typical vision of what a Buddha would look like. So I call up Jim and I said, Jim, I just had a vision on something. He goes, what did you have a vision on? No, we were talking about compassion. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. I know that. So, um, and then I started to tell you what I saw. And you said to me, how many arms? And I was like, six, eight, I don't know, whatever I said. And then you said, what color? And I said, gold or whatever mm-hmm. I said. And was there anything unusual? Yes, he had jewelry all over him and all this other kind of stuff. And you said, I'll be right there. You hung up and you came over with a briefcase. And then you you sat down quietly and you opened the briefcase. And you said, did he look anything like this? And you take out a picture of Chen Rezi. And I went, <gasps> and then you said to me, the Buddha of compassion. You don't remember that. That's just, I remember that part of it because that that reinforced to me that I was either opening up to compassion or needed to understand compassion or there was something in there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, we could have been talking about passion and compassion or whatever. I I thought we were, but I remember those words, and that was like I was sold absolutely sold on Chen Rezi. And yeah, can you describe I, I think Chen I remember, Rezi? I think, well, well, I, think I, re- I remember a phone call where I'm sitting at my desk and, and, and listening to you talking about how you need to have passion in your life because passion is really important to you. Right, and, right. And I said, what about compassion? And, you were, and the line went quiet. <laughs> What's compassion? I didn't <laughs> even know what it like, was. 
oh my god <laughs> and that was what i remember as being like the crux in my head i mean i know be. that later i know that later we we you you had the vision in my mind you later you had the vision and that was when i brought the, the picture over right the kind of underline and iron that one in um no the, that the, was obviously a big deal for me to learn compassion yeah. there are there are several different images for chenrezig chenrezig is uh the name of Avalokiteshvara in Tibetan. So Avalokiteshvara is the Buddha of compassion in Sanskrit. That's his name. Um, he usually appears with four arms in white with breasts. He has breasts. Oh, wow. See, I didn't even remember all that. And one head. But there are times when he appears with a thousand arms because he's, and each arm has a hand as an eye in, sorry, in, in the hand. In the I didn't palm remember of the hand. that either. And those thousand arms will reach out to try to bring uh, help or, or love to people who are, are suffering. So that's why the eye is there. The eye is willing to take the suffering to be able to see what's going on, to be able to respond. Uh, so when, when you're carrying something with an eye in your hand, it would hurt like hell. There's a lot of stories around Chen Rezi, but uh, the, the usual appearance is that he's, he's got four arms and... Uh, and he's carrying different th- things in the, in the arms. Doesn't he have an elephant face, or is that no. someone else? Who That's is Ganesha. that? That is Ganesha. Ganesha. Ganesha oh, is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Hindu yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. And he's the Hindu god of what? Uh, he's the Hindu god of writing, for one thing. He's kind of like um, Hermes in, in in Hindu culture. He's got a lot of really? characteristics. Yeah. And Osiris and Egyptian, very similar ideas. Oh wow! I'm working on a press release. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not funny, and I happened to bring that up. Uh, that's interesting. Hmm. We'll see how that um, works out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what about if you're in a relationship at long term, and you're finally trying to? Figure out if this guy is the right one for me. All right. Person, so, person not guy. It's going to be anybody. Right. Any side it of the could be guy or gal. Right. So there's a lot. To me, uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot of factors. First of all, I think you know you, you both have to be in the same place. If you have one person that's you know ecstatically happy in the relationship and somebody else that's grumbling in the background and really isn't happy, then obviously that's not the right person for you. But, you know, when you have two people that are supporting each other and there for each other and also communicating, how do you know if somebody isn't happy? I mean, I encounter it all the time, and I think most of us have encountered couples that, you know, you see them out and about, and you think they're the happiest couples in the world, and then they, you find out they're getting a divorce, and either the husband or the wife is saying, I had no idea that they weren't happy. Mm-hmm. So, again, to me, the, the backbone to all that is is communication. But, you know, if one partner isn't, isn't happy or isn't feeling like they're getting their needs met, the onus is on them to open up to the other partner, and then that other partner has the opportunity to either, you know, accommodate them and, and work with them and try to fill their needs or... You know, you have a difficult decision to make. So 
it really has to be where you're 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 in that same place and you're connecting and you're 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 sort of headed in the same direction you know again it's a lot of those compatibility things that we were talking about earlier but i don't know how else to do it you know in unless you you're you communicate but both partners have to be satisfied with the relationship bottom line and i feel both partners have to offer support support emotional support and support in any other way that you so, may need so what, it what does that mean support support means being there and well there's different kinds of support you can give financial support you can give emotional support you can help around the house with chores so there's all different kinds of support in emotional support it's knowing you have someone to lean on and that they have your back to me mm-hmm. again and you've seen me if you read any of the things that i post that to me is the foundation of a relationship i've got your back and when mm-hmm. you feel that in a relationship and you see that in a relationship and a partner you've got a gem mm-hmm. and if you're that same way for your partner that they know whatever happens you're a team you're a partnership you've got each other's back that mm-hmm. to me is support um you know i just happened to be talking to someone i think it was yesterday and he said to me um you know like i i he felt it was important to go to doctor appointments with his partner and um you know be there in all those situations and i thought to myself gee how caring that is mm-hmm. to really have somebody that you don't have to have that burden on on your own shoulders so that right. to me is support what is support yeah. to you emotional support what is emotional well, support to you i'm just i I mean, yeah, you're you're hitting on targets that, that I that I totally concur uh, with. Um, and then another one strikes me. For example, if somebody goes to the grocery store, they're going to call me and say, "Is there anything you need?" Mm. Just that kind of, you know, just that little. little bit of, <clears throat> I'm part of this relationship too. <laughs> right. You know. It's because that's what I do. I always make sure that that people have what they need, and I'm going to be in a convenient place to get things. If there's anything you want me to get, I'll get it for you. You know, that's that's a different kind of support. It's kind of more awareness or response, responsiveness. Uh, I don't know exactly how to fit that in, but that is that means a ton to me when that kind of appreciation and thoughtfulness is going on, where where uh, my needs could actually be a part of what happens, you know, when you're out to the store. Yeah. Right. It should be. See, I sort of classify that in the same category as if, you know, one of the partners is traveling, you know, out of state or something. And the other partner says, call me when you get there or text Mm -hmm. me when you get there. I classify that in the same category. That's consideration, caring. That's love. Mm -hmm. If you ask me. That's right. That's it right. really is. And have the you been missing Because you need, I have, and you, I've been, I've been doing busy, technical but, stuff. Oh, all right. No, I, I think that's that's very, uh, it's very telling with those types of situations, um, because if you pay attention, your partner will show you what they want by how they treat you. That's so, right. Jim, if you're you're the type of person that when you're out at the supermarket and you call and say, "Hey, is there anything you need?" that is a really good signal to somebody that's that's what Jim would like 
for himself as well. That's the do unto mm-hmm. others. So and, if, yeah. you, if you ignore that and miss that clear signal, especially with women, because they're, they're not very clear with what they want sometimes. They, it's like <laughs> you got to have your... part of learning to be open and, right. and yeah. not playing games. I mean, what exactly. frustrates me the most is playing games. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, I mean, be straight, be direct. And yep. if the person can't handle it, they're not right for you. There was something that I right. posted on Facebook just within the past um, week or so that I'm looking for because it rings true with what you just said. Um, and I don't want to paraphrase it. I don't want to misstate it. Um, right. no, I think it's so important you, that you, you pay attention to what, what good things are coming to you and you mirror and reflect those back because mm-hmm. that shows you're paying attention. That shows you appreciate those yeah. things. And it shows the other person that you value those things as well. And it, it's but, like, it can be very small like that. And it means a lot. So many of our models, I know, parents and things like that oftentimes don't don't have that for their kids and so it doesn't become easy for us to to think about those things in many cases but it is good to stretch yourself in that area to be able to be that responsive and aware yeah i can't really find it but in essence what it said was something like um you know to uh the, the the value of a man is based on the size of the smile of the woman sitting next to him. <laughs> but <laughs> you didn't see that? That's that a barometer. I don't know if I want to be judged by that. <laughs> Why? But in essence, it doesn't... God, men. <laughs> you don't understand what that means. What it means is if a woman is happy, she's going to show it. And that yes. is a reflection of what's going on in the relationship. If you see somebody all grumpy and miserable every single time you see her, most likely there's something not working in that relationship or the man isn't filling her needs. But if or the in man that is person. filling her needs, right, man or woman, you're right. No, no, um, I'm saying or in um, that person as a person all by themselves, the individual can already just be grumpy all the time anyway. And whether they're in a relationship or not, there's nothing that's going to make agree. that change. I agree. And I mean, we talk about that every week, but that is the the core of anything. Like if you're out of touch with yourself, I can't tell you how many times a client will come to me and I just don't know what's wrong. I just don't know. And in essence, that means they don't know what's wrong with themselves because they're not in tuned with who they are. And, uh, you know, and and half of the time, I don't even know what I want anymore. I don't even know what I like anymore. And that's a big problem in a relationship because a lot of people get so caught up in the relationship that they lose themselves. And that's a big one that I'm always talking about. Don't lose yourself in the relationship. How do you know? How do you know? What do you mean? How do you know? You're in a relationship and you look at me and say, you've lost yourself. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm right here. How do I, how do you, what signs and symptoms tell you that I, that I'm lost in a relationship? Just what I said, that, that you don't even know what you like anymore because you're so busy trying to please the other person Uh, and, and accommodate them that your needs aren't getting met. And it has to be a two-way street. It has to be a two-way street. So, so, and again, that's where that quote that I can't find about, you know, if somebody is happy in a relationship, there's a reason why they're happy. I mean, yeah, they could just be happy, 
you know, because they're happy anyhow. But it's very easy to not be so happy. And if you're a happy person and you, you're involved, you get yourself involved with a narcissist, it's very uh, easy yeah, not yeah. to be happy for very long because that's yeah. a lose-lose situation. Right. But that's how, to me, it's when a person really doesn't even know who they are. They don't know what they want anymore. And everything, like I had a client a long time ago, I remember she said to me um, that her husband, like on Sundays, wanted, really wanted to have her go out and garden with him or something like that. And she just wanted to stay in bed and read the newspaper. So they had different ideas. But they didn't talk about it. She would then, you know, half of the time grumble and go do it. Half of the time she would stay in bed and, and read the newspaper. So he would be grumbling. But again, what's the core of it? Not talking about it. You know, if they would have sort of said, all right, so every other week, you know, they could have worked something out so that they were both feeling like their needs were getting met. And that's the problem. Most people don't say anything. They just right. hold it inside it builds up, the resentment builds up, and then they're headed for disaster. Yeah. We should uh, take a call here. We've got a, a bunch on hold. Okay. Um, um, looks like we've got, is it Lisa? Did you speak with Lisa? I did. Do you want to introduce her? I think okay. you've got a, an idea what she wants. <laughs> Hello, Lisa. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for, for waiting for us patiently. Hope you're enjoying the show. Oh, no. I, I am. I always enjoy the conversation. Thank you. That's great. That's great. So um, what, what is the, uh, what's the story behind, you, behind your question today? Okay. Um, I wanted to ask Lady Fontaine if she saw my former boyfriend of 22 years um, agreeing to the letter he's going to receive from my lawyer I just talked to my lawyer yesterday, and he's sending the letter outlining the terms of a settlement that we're proposing, and I'm being more than fair in that settlement that I'm offering him. Are you okay with giving me his first name? If not, you could give it to Jim. He'll he'll take you in a private room, like when he screens you, and then Jim will send me a message, because I work with names. Lisa? I'll take it. I'll give it privately. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, okay. Sir. Please. All right. So while while uh, Jim is getting that information, um, Lisa, can Lisa? I? Lisa. Yeah. Um, don't yeah. don't give me his name. Um, I somebody else is using the private room right now, so I can't take you in there. <laughs> oh. So, all right. Yeah. So okay. We'll have to, so we'll have to I, okay, wait I'll, a minute. I'll I'll give you I'll give you the name of. Uh, what a lot of people call him, I call him something different. Okay. I mean, it's it's a shortened abbreviation, Bob. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, is he going to accept the settlement? I feel some. Uh, pushback and hesitation, but I feel, first of all, I feel shock. Is this coming out of nowhere? No, I had a discussion with him and I told the lawyer, he dragged his feet on this. I told the lawyer when I had the face-to-face discussion with him, 
uh, around November, um, uh, actually, yeah, November 18th. And I said, so much time has been delayed now, and I'm snowbound. I can't get down to go and do a face-to-face again when he gets the letter. I have to do it by phone. So he may be shocked because I have not, we've been in daily contact, but I haven't brought it up again. Oh, when I okay. had the face-to-face with him, okay. he, was, he was agreeable. He, I okay. pointed out all the advantages. That was good to do that because I feel the shock, but like I said, I feel it, you know, some, I feel the shock, I feel some resistance, but I do feel in the end he will agree to it. And I don't feel it's going to take him much to agree with it, but he may call you to rediscuss certain things or just to talk because there is such a feeling of shock. So, but it's only a month ago that you had that face-to-face discussion with him. So, you know, inevitably, eventually it was going to happen. You know, so it's a little bit surprising to me that I feel the shock. But um, I do feel in the end, and it doesn't feel like it's going to take a lot of negotiation. I think your approach, if he does come back and say anything, is just point out the benefits. Because in the end, see, it's more what my guides are saying is it's more, does he he still want to hold on to this relationship? Because it's almost like um, not so much about the settlement, about the whole scenario, I feel resistance. So is he not, is he, does he not want to end this relationship? It's been that way for 22 years with him off and on. This time I'm done. It has to be final. We can't, we'll remain friends. That's what I told the lawyer and I have it in my heart that way, but I can't keep this. I think you're you're doing the right thing, but I think that's where I feel the resistance and the shock in his energy, like she's really doing it. And there is almost a little bit of hurt and fear that I feel in his energy as well. Um, but I, I applaud you, and I, I do feel in the big picture of things, you're doing the right thing because you will continue to spin in circles with him if you don't do yeah. that. So from that end, from that end, you know, I applaud you. I think you're absolutely doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just still feeling his energy, and there is a sense of um, not hurt. It's shock and resistance. Those are the only things that really. Uh, he must not have thought you were going to do it, since it took like a month, a month and a half, or whatever, for you to actually you know, send this, have this letter sent. Um, I do feel, now there is hurt there. My God said he will be hurt when, when he does receive it. But that, that's on him. It's not on you. So don't worry about it. You know, you're doing the right thing for you, and that's all you can do. So um, I feel in the end it's going to work out for you. But do you, uh, I'm going to ask you a difficult question, and I want you to really not give me your, intellectual answer but give me your emotional answer are you going to be able to stick to your guns on this oh yeah as far as not not going back oh no i would never go back never oh it was awful toward the end no i would never redo that no i i want to be in the position where i'm calling in and saying is this the right guy for me 
No, I still love him. I'll always love him, but I'll never go back. Good. I'll never go back. I can't, you know. Stick to your guns. Just don't, don't, you know, it's almost like I could feel, you know, a a thought, a memory, this or that, and that can take you down a rabbit hole. So don't go there. No, I can't. I can't. Right. Right. But, but I, I feel you, you're saying this, but I feel, I'm telling you what I feel in your energy. So if you, if you do have any of those thoughts, you know, like, oh, this wonderful memory or something like that, just ask yourself, you know, what, what, what are you supposed to see? What, why am I thinking about this memory? And look at it for not the purpose of getting back with him, but there's a gift or there's a lesson in that situation for you. And use the whole 22 years that you've been, you know, dragged into this relationship, use it as a gift and a lesson for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, could I tell you something I do feel for you? I mean, as far as the future? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to know? Yeah, please. Okay. All right. Um, I keep on picking up um, this dark-haired man in, in with like um, sort of like a little bit of salt and pepper, especially around the face and, you know, sort of around the sideburn area. Um, Very, very attractive, very handsome in a business suit. Um, And I keep on hearing soulmate. And I really feel that, and we have soulmates. I mean, our worst enemy could be our soulmate, but this has a romantic feel to it. And it has a very important feel to it for you. So I have a feeling that down the road, um, you may not be ready for a while to actually meet this man, but he is in your future. And um, other than him having a very decent amount of um, success in his, in his career and his life in general, he's a genuinely nice guy. I mean, I could feel his heart and his heart is a real nice guy. And so often when I'm dealing with, you know, that, um, more, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, you know, successful, um, you know, entrepreneur type, you know, person. I don't feel that heart. I could feel his heart and he's a good guy. So um, there's someone special for you down the road. So I encourage you again, even with Bob, um, you know, stick to your guns. I mean, it's, I don't want to say you wasted any time, but it's time you, you know, sort of picked up the pieces and moved on and were able to um, see what's in your future. So when you call next time, when you meet this guy, it's going to be a yes. (laughs) It's going to be a big yes. (laughs) He's the one. He is the one. So he's in your future. And it's honestly, Lisa, it doesn't feel like it's tomorrow or next week or next month. Um, it feels like it's in the future for you. I'm going to say greater than six months, but um, he's out there and he's a heck of a catch. Well, no, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Anything else before we go? Or Jim, did you have anything you wanted to say? I was off uh, doing oh, my you job. Were screening. Yeah. <laughs> Our screener is sick, so. Jim is popping in and out because he usually has tidbits of words of wisdom. Um, But hang in there because there's some real exciting stuff ahead for you. 
Thank you. Thank you. I embrace that. Thank you. You're very welcome. You take care and have a happy holiday, a safe one, too. Oh, you all, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. So that's the kind of call I like when I see something that she didn't even ask me about. And it was, I'm telling you, this guy, I could feel his heart. You know, like before when we were talking about that vulnerability and that openness and everything, I was feeling that in this energy for her soulmate. And this is one instance where I'll say a soulmate is a life partner. It's not always, but in that particular situation, it felt like it. So I wish her and her new partner down the road um, a lot of luck. So this is one of those, you close one door, you open another one situation? Yeah. And I think she needed to do this. But she Uh needs to heal. It feels like there's layers there, even though she's saying emphatically, no, 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 no. There's, I could feel scars. I could feel hurt. I could feel a lot of stuff in her energy that she's got to sort of deal with before she's going to be able to open her heart to to this guy. Because this one's, I don't feel that she's ever met anybody like this guy or ever had a relationship like this one that's in her future. Yeah. Maybe we all have such a relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's thrilling for me to feel that I'm, I'm really Mm -hmm. excited for her. So anyhow, before we take another call, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more difficult in relationships and that's conflict. So um, what do you think, Jim, um, would make a compatible couple in how they handle conflict. Clear communication, uh, uh, honest and respectful. Yep. And if two people handle it different, like the example I gave before, one partner wants to sit and talk and the other one's, ah, I don't you know, blah, blah, blah. this is ridiculous. And blah, blah, blah. Or somebody wants to go into therapy or couples counseling and the other one doesn't. I mean, uh, to me, an important part of any relationship is compromise and you have to be willing to meet in the middle. Not always, because I think some things that are really true to your heart, you have to stick to your guns on certain things. But, you know, in order to survive a relationship, there's ups and downs and conflict is, you know, it's it's a challenge. uh, Empathy doesn't require agreement. Right. You're right. So You're absolutely just, right. Just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean you can't see their side of the situation. I I, I do that a lot. A lot of my friends are, you know, those are those are bad guys, and we'll just have to attack them and, and stuff like. That. I'm like, no, no, that doesn't get you anywhere. No one no one learns by attacking. People learn by by listening, by hearing, and respecting. That is all relationships. Any relationship, even even social media relationships, would be much better if we. Do it that way. I know, but people don't. It's a, no, they don't. You know, it's some, because people feel so brave. Like, there are people yeah. that say things on, on social media that would never, ever, ever say it to someone's face, ever. They yeah. would handle it a lot different. Paul, you look like a little boy. You look like you're 20 years old, 25 <laughs> years old. You lost your earphones, buddy. I did. I took them off for a minute. Oh, all right. Is everything all right? Because you keep disappearing. It's the t- typical struggling with, you know, technical <laughs> stuff. It's always uh, the same. But we're, we've we're, we're a, doing fine. We're doing just all right. fine. So I just think we've got to figure out another solution somewhere along the way. 
you know, that works for everyone. Yes. Including you or most yeah. of you. If only Facebook would compromise with us and <laughs> do it the right way. <laughs> if only one stream would compromise and have their stuff work, it'd be great. Mm. I mean, dude, well, we'll talk about that off. We'll talk about it later. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I, I think conflict, just like anything else, you have to be aligned in how you deal with this stuff. Otherwise, like I say, if one partner wants to talk about it and the other partner never wants to talk about it, look, I'm one, I could blow up and then mm-hmm. say, I don't want to talk about it. But then five minutes later, I want to talk about it. Um, you know, but if you never want to talk about it, that's where problems uh, really develop because then you, you build it up and up and up and then it's a resentment and then it's a big problem. And right. there's, you're headed towards an explosion. Well, what about the topic of the show? Like at the, at the beginning when you're, you're looking for somebody or, or, or a relationship or something you're trying to draw in, how do you know when someone is right for you? What, what are the, the telltale signs that, that you could say, you know, uh, how do you know when to let someone <laughs> Turn it in? over to Jim. Didn't we just do this? I think, I think, we, I think you were in, in, in the middle of a technical we thing. Did we did talk about some of it because yeah. it's like if yeah. somebody doesn't pay attention to you. I think we started and then we jumped into being in a relationship or what doesn't right. work. So I think, I think key things are a man or a woman has to either be attentive or receptive. So I'm one, I will never chase a man. You know, I, I just won't do that. So, you know, if he doesn't do anything, it's his loss is the way I feel. So, um, you know, but if somebody isn't doing anything, I would read that as they're not interested and I would go next, you know, and move on. I wouldn't put the time and energy into somebody who's not being attentive towards me. Why are you you're smiling missing, and laughing? You're missing out on the silent, strong ones. What if somebody's strong. shy and yeah, you're just shy and crushing and, them off because they're not courageous enough? Maybe they, they just don't have incredible have person, them. but they just... Well, what am I supposed to do? What would you want a woman to well, do? I'll, I'll tell you what, what happened to me several times. <laughs> Step what's up the to the plate. Step I up to the plate. Yeah, that's the answer. Right. Yeah. So women who you think it's okay, sorry. I think a woman would, would come off as being, you know, less than admirable to go chasing after a man. Oh, I think that's an outdated concept. That, yeah. I think, well, I uh, am. I'm old-fashioned in that way. Yeah, well, then, then you need a man that's old-fashioned that fits with your right. core values. But right. I, I exactly. think for, for me, I missed uh, I missed some pretty um, pretty big signals with a couple women that I was um, I dated briefly. But that first time I was hanging out with them, I had no idea that they were interested. We we were just talking, and finally, after about three hours of talking, they were like, "Are you ever going to kiss me?" And I was like, "Oh, I remember oh. you said that." <laughs> oh, right. Oh. <laughs> because, you know, I'm so polite. I, did, I thought that just you know planting a kiss, it, and God forbid you do it now. That was 35 years ago. You you plant a kiss on a woman now, you're going to get accused of assault. So oh, you know, who knows what you're, you know what you're supposed to do anymore? It's a uh, it's a confusing time. It is a very yeah. confusing time. It is. I agree with that. So I I would like to explore this this what you're saying uh, a little bit because I think people what you said about the the strong silent type or the shy person. Um, I don't know how you get, because 
I don't know how you get somebody to do something. So you, you guys, if you were shy or you really like somebody, but you were maybe intimidated, you would want the woman to make a move is what, what I think I hear you saying. I, I think maybe not make a move as much as just like make it crystal clear because we're so stupid sometimes and it's, we're in the dark and we don't know. So having a woman say, are you ever going to kiss me? is like, that's a pretty good green stick, you know. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least you guys were in that environment. Let's assume you're not, you didn't get that far yet. You've got a guy who is drawn to this woman for whatever reasons, and you've got this woman who's drawn to this guy for whatever reasons. And let's assume that, you know, they've had enough surface kind of conversations that they know there's an interest but nobody's really stepping up to the plate, then what do you do? I say move on. You can't waste your time on a situation like that. You can't make somebody be ready. Jim is laughing at me. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like the same, same question again to me. So it is, I, but I didn't get laughing. an answer. I didn't well, get the, an answer. The, the answer is to be clear. That's, that's what Paul's saying, and it, it really is. Sometimes you just have to walk up and write it out on the paper. I like you. Let's go out. <laughs> a woman should do you that You can't avoid it. Why not? Why not? I don't know. I would like to ask that question to the, the callers and see yeah. how many women would do that. I expect a man to do that. That's the point. There are some guys that are really excellent out there that are really shy. And they really like to have a little more clarity in the communication. I can't, I mean, I realize that for a woman, to have, you have to be really subtle because you don't want to come on too strong in most situations. But there are times when you really want to explore this guy, and maybe that's the way to do it. So go ahead what, would be, what would be a subtle approach to that? I'm curious. Well, I, one of the first girlfriends I ever had, would would uh, come over and sit down next to me outside on a planter where I would sit and have my cigarette every day. Uh, and she would sit down next to me and start talking to me. And I'm, I'm like, well, that was pretty clear. You know, she yeah, came right. over and sat down with me. And did you guys engage in dialogue Absolutely. and conversation? And did you ask all her out? <laughs> and did, oh, well. Yeah. Yes. And it turned out to be a wonderful relationship. Yes. I'm I'm thinking about most people nowadays. Now that was back what twenty or thirty years ago. No, it has to be more than twenty years ago. Forty long years before, ago, a long yeah. whatever, a long time ago. But nowadays everybody meets online. So how do you how do you deal with it then? Don't ask me. I haven't been dating since online dating came to be. All thing. right, Paul. Well, <laughs> You're, because you guys are the ones who think the women has to do something because these great guys are so shy no, I, and I'm not, not stepping for, up to the plate. Yeah, I'm saying in general, if you feel like um, the you have to uh, fulfill uh, some level of being a lady and you can't do certain things because it'll it's not appropriate, you're going to miss out on some situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but not every situation. So maybe, you know, you sticking to, I'm going to be a lady and I'm not going to uh, pursue a man. So you might find that, you know, you, you'll find a, a man that's uh, an old fashioned type of man. That's like, no, 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 no. I will not let you walk on the outside by the road. That's ridiculous. Right. So, 
that's the kind so those that that might maybe a way for you to find the right one for you um but just in general for people i would say to step outside of your comfort zone for what your expectations are across the board so if you feel like you're an old-fashioned type of person and you want you know men to pursue you or whatever the situation is try to branch out and find somebody that maybe doesn't fit that and you might be pleasantly surprised with a unique perspective in a relationship like i told you when i was in college i had a very narrow physical type right, that i was right. attracted to right and when i got to, to college i found out that if i changed my perspective my type became you know love the one you're with meaning that if somebody is interested in you great. If they're outside of your narrow you know, a definition of what perfect is, you're going to find some really interesting people and some really memorable experiences by stepping outside your comfort zone and saying yes to situations right. that you would normally, because, you know, when I was in high school, I had a very specific type of woman that I liked. And when I got to college, I was like, you're being an idiot. You know, I love that story. Right. You, you give at least for you know once give them a chance because right I love it, that you know, I met a lot of interesting people that way that I would have normally been like Eesh, that's not my type who cares right. what your type is your type right. is whoever wants that. to be with you you know it's like I love that I want to can we could you write that out and we'll we'll give you that quote and I, I'm gonna yeah. I love that I yeah. do because I think you're absolutely right on that you're absolutely right on that. But yeah, it, so for, it still doesn't answer. I mean, I hear what you're saying about stepping outside of your comfort zone, but it's still and with social. And again, what I always will tell a guy is like, if somebody says to me, uh, well, call me. Well, I, I don't call men. You know, I think it's your job to pursue me. So I lay it out. It's not like I'll let them try to figure it out or think I'm not interested. Um, you know, I'll tell them that. And if they're interested, they'll do it. So here's an interesting plan of action. If you're finding that you're meeting all the wrong guys, do something different. I did say I was meeting the wrong guys. I didn't say you are either. Oh, I'm just saying okay. if that's the case. I agree this, with that. This is something, I do something different. If you're meeting the wrong guys, go somewhere else. And I think your suggestions, Paul, are excellent for that. You know, that wow. I, I keep going for this person. And when I opened it up and led these people, then all of a sudden life got more interesting. Right. But I, I love le- I that. Something. Right. I yeah. love that you said, you know, like or be interested or go with or whatever the person who likes me, because that does that totally changes yeah. everything. But it still doesn't like how does the person show you that she likes you? Obviously, that girl said, when you well, aren't you going to kiss me? It's been right. That was, a pretty, that was clear. Right. You know, but of course, if I'd been. Uh, you know, a little bit more emotionally intelligent. If you're sitting there in the moonlight on a bench at a lake and you're talking to a woman <laughs> for two hours, maybe you should kiss her. Right. You know, I agree. Maybe you should, yeah. you, know, you should take some initiative and, you know, and take that move. But I, I was just, I wasn't even thinking that I was just like, this is nice. I'm just hanging out. And it's like, you know, sometimes you need to be told. Well, there's, there's, there's a there's a key in what you're saying that I think is important to, to to emphasize, and that is talking. So 
if someone's talking, you know, if you go to a bar and you find a person there that you're interested in and you go start talking to that person, that person just gives you absolutely go away, go to hell. I don't want to talk right, to you. You're, right. you're disgusting. That's the person you don't want to ask out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if they're continuing the conversation, there's interest on both right. sides. Because if you haven't people, shut it down and they haven't right. shut it down, then we're, we're moving forward. Some people have developed really great relationships by pursuing and overcoming and winning somebody over in yes. those situations. Like uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss uh, is famous for uh, pursuing Sharon, his wife. You know, mm-hmm. when they met, she didn't want anything to do with him. And he was he felt something for her. And he, here's a rock star that could be with just about anybody he wanted. This is the woman he wanted to be with. And she said no. And he had to win her over. And they've been together. They got two kids. Yeah, two kids. And, like, they've been together for years. So mm-hmm. sometimes maybe you need to pursue, if you feel something for somebody and you're interested, you need to make the sale. And it's, like, that's hard to do. That's hard, hard to know yourself well enough to say, no, I don't care what they say. I'm going to keep on, you know, trying, and I'm going to do my best to win this person over. So you've got to trust yourself you have to trust your gut instincts and say you know am i wasting my time am i making a fool out of myself or do i really feel something for this person that i'm going to put that extra time in see i don't think there's anything wrong with making a fool out of yourself i think sometimes that could be you so won't even <laughs> what you won't even pick up a phone and call again. that's right you're not making a fool out of yourself you're just waiting and saying, no i don't call yeah, guys <laughs> Just as long as it's a guy that makes a fool of himself, I don't care. No, I mean, that's exactly what I heard too, Jill. You did not. Well, I did. That's not what I said. I said sometimes making a fool out of yourself is endearing. I think sometimes if it's a man or a woman who does something, I mean, because you said, you said something like, you know, who doesn't want to make a fool out of themselves, but sometimes making a fool out of yourself is adorable. I have, I'm old fashioned in dating. I am. I come from a different generation and I think men have a different role. And when I say that to men, they don't have a problem with it. Most men accommodate very well. All right. Then you're finding the right ones. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I have no complaints. I have no complaints. Um, Well, I I think that the big thing with this whole topic is, and I've mentioned it before, I think decades one person. (laughs) (laughs) One person. That goes against the rules, but that's just the way it is. The whole time you were talking about uh, uh, the, the, the pursuing a woman thing, I was thinking about the woman who really crushed me after I pursued her for a year, for, for a couple of years and finally got close to her. And then she closed the door on me and absolutely nothing, absolutely refused to communicate with me after that. And so, you know, I actually made a lot of ground, uh, ground headway and, and couldn't, couldn't consummate. So I was kind of interested in the other, the, the other thing too, that it can, it can go both ways in a pursuing, pursuing situation. Having, right. I mean, uh, you know, Sometimes people are just too sick. I, I realize now, looking back, that she she had some big problems, and I just didn't see them because I was too love struck. Right. right. Well, that happens. But I think that's yes. part of growing up and learning and evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, see what I've 
what I feel I've done. Um, well, look, Jim, I mean, the kind of man that I go for now opposed to what I did. I mean, if you ever want <laughs> a motorcycle around me, or I would run as fast as I could away from you. I wanted more of that, you know, successful businessman and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm looking for motorcycles. I'll even take a Harley. I mean, you know, it could be. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, Mike, he's always brainwashing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Harley. yeah. <laughs> Did you see somebody? Oh, I, I don't remember if it was on my page or. Um, maybe it was that motorcycle group. Um, he said, oh, it was that Harley thing I posted about uh, the good old, uh, the Harley Yuletide, old Harley guys singing Yuletide. Yuletide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah so somebody wrote, um, I've got a Honda. And I, my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> and he said a gold wing. <laughs> I went, oh, my God, I love gold wings. <laughs> but, you know, most guys have Harleys, so I'll have to. Uh, you. Life sucks, you know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, so I met somebody with a, with a Harley. You know, he told me to get a whole new wardrobe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, Joe, what you said was uh, interesting was, you know, you said what the type of person I was interested in before is completely different than now. And that's the point I was trying to make was that we change so much decade to decade that you you can't put like, you know, how do I know how to let the right one in? You have to know where you are because it changes. And there's a big, big difference between wants and needs. And the older you get, you should really be able to know the value of both of those things and what the priorities yes. are. Yes. So when you're younger, and, the yes. wants really take precedence. And you don't even know at that point when you're in your 20s sometimes, it's like what you think you need, it's, it's a want. So what happens in general, I've found my, in my life, is that the things that you need will come to you easier <laughs> the things you want and you have to be ready to accept like the things that you need. They come in, they come in uh, with less, less of a struggle. The things that you want aren't always the things that you Well, need. what do I always say about wants? When yeah, you want something, you keep right. it away. It's, it is lack of, but um, like when you're saying that I am thinking about years back. I mean, well, here's an example. Well, I don't want to go. That's too personal. But uh, um, years back, it never mattered to me. I mean, I was more into looks. You know, I needed them to look a certain way. The younger you are, the more it's important. Right. And now it's like even I I tend to stay away from those really gorgeous guys because there's usually no depth or no substance. Because for me at this stage, I need somebody I could communicate with and connect with on an emotional level. And that is first and foremost. And then finding someone who rides a motorcycle on top of that <laughs> could be challenging. Right. And then, you know, you like, you know, there's other things that you like, but, but you're right. It changes and you have to know what's right for you. I agree. Well, Jill, with maybe that. in a couple of years, you're going to be the one riding the motorcycle and you're going to be coaxing somebody into a new experience because you're going to be driving. Oh my God! That's maybe you put him on the back. Maybe in three years you're going to have somebody else on the back. I don't know that I'd like to do that. I I like being a passenger. I really do. There's so much work when you're driving. You got to watch everything. Like Mike is always watching the road conditions and like he's going, oh the road's sloping. I forget what that's called or you know there's, there's a sexual metaphor in this. 
<laughs> no, there isn't. There really is. You tell there me is. what that is. If you're in charge it. and you're driving, you got to know about the road conditions. you got to know if it's, oh, the, <laughs> the hazards here. There's so many. I know. It's hard to be the driver. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that shows where your mind is. It's in the gutter. It's always in the gutter. <laughs> So, is there anything else that we wanted to, to mention here? Oh, one very important thing, and this again isn't well. You want to talk about in the beginning? How do you know? Um, you know, we have different opinions here because I'm old-fashioned. I never did. You ever think of me as being old-fashioned, Jim? You've known me for a long time, but I see in relationships I am my morals. I guess. Um, I don't know if Lewis reflected that aspect of you. <laughs> That's her first husband. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I think you're right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um. But th- things, have, things have moved a lot. Since, since <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I was young, and I met him right after my mother died. You know, I mean, that was yeah. – and I loved his family, though. I, I always said I married him for his family. I did. I was very, very close with his family. You know, they became my family. Right. So that was, that was my motivation. It wasn't the right motivation, but it's where I was at the time. Mm. But um, in any event, what I did want to talk about, um, and I know we're jumping around between the beginning of a relationship and once you're in a relationship, but we talked about this on our um, show about surviving a relationship with a narcissist. Like if you're in a relationship and you want to know, is this the right guy for me or girl for me? There should be really virtually no abuse, emotional, physical, or any other kind of abuse or manipulation. And we all could be cutesy-wootsy, like even with Mike. I'll go, Mikey, and that means I want something. But, you know, what do I want? I mean, Mike's a friend, but, like, what do I want? I want him to stop so I can go to the ladies' room or something, you know. Um, you know, I mean, it's. but I think everybody has that the little things that they need, which I don't consider – um, you know, manipulation. But when people are in a relationship and they're manipulating people, I see it all the time with people who try to keep, you know, are so insecure that they try to keep their partner away from family, from friends, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, start talking about this one and that one and brainwashing, uh, you know, a person just because they're afraid of losing that person. That's manipulation and that's what emotional about- abuse. What about jealousy? What? Well, I think that, you know, I personally think that's toxic mm-hmm. to, to be in a relationship with someone who's jealous. But I think the degree of jealousy is important. Um, you know, like if they're over the top, that's, that's abusive. It yeah. really is abusive. But, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of people, clients say to me, well, he doesn't even seem to care because he doesn't care if I'm out there all the time with someone else. So I think that women need that validation, but I believe because they're not getting it another way. They're not getting that validation in a positive way that they crave that validation in a negative way. But to me, jealousy is certainly not an ingredient that, that ties a couple together. 
Yeah, it's clearly one of the, a sign of something of one of the essential qualities of a relationship missing. That is trust. And so, if the trust isn't there, you're going right. to have jealousy. You're right. Because because that's what that means. Uh, and the other side is 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 a little bit of a possessiveness, uh, uh, which means an objectification of your partner, meaning it's an object that you own and have control over in some way. And that's that's not, not a so good either. That's, that's control. That's a, I mean, yeah, right. that's control. Right. We're trying. Uh, we, should, uh, we should get a caller here. Okay. Uh, do we have a lot of people waiting? We, we have a couple. couple. Okay, go ahead. Who's on the, so, who, who do we have? Oh, I just saw Crystal. Look, 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 look. Yeah, look, just above your head. Rosaria. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing good. Good, good. So tell us, uh, what's, what is the, uh, the story behind your, your question? Um, the guy I'm interested in, he's kind of pissed off at me. So he's been going back and forth with me. In front of me, he is wanting no relationship. Behind me, I'm his, so I'm not at this point. He has to fix it. I left it in a we left it in a bad note. A few arguments the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't responded to me or answered my call. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if he's going to fix it and take care of the situation, or if he's going to call me soon, or what is his first name? So. Uh, Ralph. All right. Let me look at his energy. All right. So I'm not getting a positive that he's going to magically come in and transform and all the problems are going to be fixed. However, I don't feel you guys have run your course yet either, but I highly suggest that you don't keep on reaching out to him because when somebody is either upset, angry, mad, hurt, whatever the scenario is, and you're chasing after them and they're not ready. And I'm not saying you're actively chasing after him, but you're reaching out to him and, and they're not ready. You're just pushing them further away. So I kind of feel that's what's happening with Ralph right now. Give him a little bit of space. And also in that time that you're giving him space, were you listening to the whole show today? Yeah, I know what you mean, but uh, how do I put it? It's too long of a wait. He told me this back in 2012 or 13 that give me oh. some time. To, the time has run out right oh, at this right. point after this. Right, so this then. then I took. So <laughs> then that's a just, took. But that's a decision <laughs> that you made. So then stick with it. And, but yet you're still, I know I could feel your energy. You don't mean that. I mean, yeah. You, you, I mean, there's still a connection there. And you want yeah, this man to transform. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't make him, you know, respond quicker. He'll do it in his own time. Um, you know, this is, it, it's really up to you. you. You you really hold the key here. Do you want to hang on here and go another eight or 10 or 12 years? of going in circles and getting nowhere or do you want to you know move on and and make a decision in your life that would benefit you um this isn't a guy his energy doesn't come through like he's ready for transformation he shows me a lot of hesitation and believe it or not 
a lot of fear and a lot of confusion. And I also feel whatever you give in that relationship, you give a lot. And that that satisfies him totally. So he's at a point, why do I have to move this relationship anywhere else? I'm getting what I need. So if you choose to sort of go back with him in any capacity, then give less and make it more um, where he's less secure of his position in your life. Because as long as he feels he's getting what he needs, he's not going to. I don't feel he's ever really going to be ready for what you want. I really don't. But I feel he could give a little bit more, and he may in time. But I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, it would probably be 30% more. And that's a decision, maybe 20 to 30%. And that's a decision that you would have to make if that's enough. And you can make that decision right now. You don't have to wait for him to get back. Right. Oh, he knows I want more, and, and he knows he has to communicate more and all that stuff. So. Right. right, but why are you calling him and reaching out to him now? Because you're showing uh, him that you, that you don't mean that. See, those actions show him something different. It's like you tell him one thing, but you show him something else. And because I think uh, he has to... <laughs> Go ahead. No, he has to, he has to what? He has to, he has to settle uh, yes. my portion of of my house and business. Oh, oh so you have oh, that so entanglement thing. there. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Are you doing something about that legally? Uh, not yet. I yeah, did I something else it. legally, and he knows I'm going to go for it next. So. Um, I feel <laughs> when you make that step you're really going to be breaking the ties. You really will be breaking the ties at that point. So do that when you're ready. Um, and, and then look forward because you deserve something better than what you're getting right now. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you really you, go ahead, Tim. It sounds like you're boxed into a, a really bad situation because you can't move forward and you can't move back. All right. You can move forward, but she needs legal help to do this because it is a precarious situation that you're in. It's a hard situation. Um, But, but, but I think the downside is I feel um, you, you, you still want the guy, but you want him on your terms, which you deserve to have a man treating you the way you want to be treated. But I don't know that he could ever rise up that high. I just don't. Other than this entanglement that you have right now, um, was he married before? Because it feels like he's yeah. either married. Yeah. And that was like a nightmare for him. Um, and, and there must have been a big entanglement also in getting out of that marriage um, because he just shows me like a tight knot. Um, you know, uh, and, and it's like he can't untangle that knot. So that's a big piece of it. How long ago was the marriage? It must have been a long time ago. Uh, they're not together for the last 20 years, 25 years. Mm. But he still holds on to that. Was that his only marriage? Yep. He thinks she's coming back, but she's not. She's remarried to somebody else. She's not coming back. 
I mean, no. uh, there's no way she's coming back. Oh, mm-hmm. so he didn't want He knows want I'm not that. coming back either. Yeah, he didn't want that. No, I'm not coming back, and he knows that too. He's pissed off at me at that. I hope you stick <laughs> to your guns. So why are you calling him and reaching out? Are you doing it from a business perspective, trying to settle yeah, this business right. aspect? Are you, are you sure yep. that's your real motivation? That and friendship and it's a long, long-time friendship. Right, I understand that. Oh, wow. No, I understand that. Because it still feels like he has a place in your heart, big time. It really does. And it does feel like you want more from this guy. Yeah, because I know he loves me because he says a lot of things and doesn't act on it. So he knows what I want. That. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we talked about it earlier today that words, you know, you, you need that action to sort of back up your words. Otherwise, words mean nothing. Right. You know, it's easy for anybody to say anything, but it's not always so easy, you know, you know, for somebody to step up to the plate and actually do it. So he's got a lot of stuff that's holding him back. The one thing I do want to say to you and Rosemary, I'm not saying it to, to get you to hold on, but his hesitation isn't really about you or that he doesn't care about you or that he doesn't love you because I do feel in his own confusion, he does care for you a lot. But he's got like a very narrow path in his own mind as far as the direction that he can or that he will allow himself to go in. And, he, you know, the only limits you have are the limits you create for yourself. And he's created this limit for himself that he's, he's, he's not going to do another. He wants to. There's a part of him that wants to do either another, you know, marriage or really follow through with things, but he's still carrying a lot of stuff from that marriage, a lot, that um, until he resolves it, he's not going to be able to give you more, unfortunately. So oh, I know he ball, cares. I know he loves me. So right, yes, I believe forward. he does. I think for your own sanity and your own sake, for the best of your ability, that's the smartest thing to do. It's hard. It's not easy to do. You have all these years, and and I I do feel love between the two of you. But um, you know, some men are made for relationships, and some men aren't. And right now, he's not showing me that he can devote and dive into a relationship the way you want a man to be involved with you. Got it. But why is he acting that he does and he doesn't? That's the... That's his fear and confusion. Jim, Jim's a man. Let's hear from you've Jim. Got, you've got, you've got a, probably one of the best way to ruin a, a good relationship going, going for you, and that is getting money involved, any kind of relationship, <laughs> a friend or right. anybody else. Uh, whenever anybody comes to me and says, I, want, I, I need money, can you give me some money? I go, I cannot loan it to you. I can give it to you. And that's going to be a gift because I care about my relationship with you more than I care about the money. Wow. Hey, Jim. Yeah. 
You're on. I didn't know that about you. I really I've got didn't. $5. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would never ask you for anything. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but that, I didn't that, know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few people. Wow. And, and we have, we've had good relationships because in my mind, I turned it into a gift right. and gave it to them. And if it never came back, that's okay because I let go of it. Right. It's the, it's the attachment to that money that's keeping me in a situation as a man. If I were in a situation where I owed somebody money, I would kind of resent them a little bit. And right. I think that's what's going on is there's a slight bit of resentment alongside of the affection. And, and those are the tug of war that you're seeing in him. Well, I think that based on what I feel in Rosemary's energy, she was willing, very willing, yeah. out oh, of no, the I'm... love and the generosity in her yeah. heart. But yeah. now that he isn't delivering and isn't standing up to the plate, right. you know, and he, he I, I feel so many false promises, not just once in a while. It feels like 90% of the stuff that he promises he doesn't deliver on. Is that true, Rosemaria? Uh, yeah, because uh, he answered his cousin's phone and he said, if I um, decide to stay, I can work at the house. And he backed off and pissed me off about it because I was ready to go and have mm-hmm. a place set up for me because I was mm-hmm. set up. That's always my house, according to the mother and the business. So, so- I was... That makes you that makes you kind of a hero, doesn't it? It was really good, you know, that you you've actually tried to help he, him redeem himself. And uh, he did not honor his mother's words and wishes that she left to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Then he even bad. said to me, "Your room <laughs> is taken by my nephew." I'm like, "That's always my room, and you know that, or I take your room. I don't care." <laughs> mm-hmm. So. At this point, is he going to fix it and take care of it? Or if I do the legal, that means there's all ties are off completely with him. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, You may have to go the legal route. You might have to with him. Um, You know, see, if you were willing to give it time, but see, I feel even with time, he's so used to not living up to his word that for him, that's, that's just, an everyday thing that's common, you know, a common thing for him. Um, it's just the way he operates. And it doesn't mean that he's dishonest or intentionally hurtful. I don't feel any of that. I just feel he's gotten very lazy in, in, you know, and I have to say this, I think I said it before that you feel like you have given 110% in this relationship in spite of the fact that this man has given about 10 or 15%. And that kind of spoiled him to the point that, like I said before, why do I have to do any more? I'm getting everything that I need. And that's kind of where I kind of feel you, you guys are. So it's a, it's a toughie. Um, but Honestly, for your your um, your sanity, I feel you probably should do the legal route. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's better to to really end it uh, cleanly and, and give yourself some room to be able to move somewhere else, to do somewhere something else with someone else. Right, and know that you deserve. See, right now, what I feel her heart 
is tugging. And what I feel is, but she wants him and she's so connected and so many years invested with this man. But that's because you don't have yourself up in a pedestal. If you put yourself up on the pedestal, you're the prize. And when you act like and honor yourself and trust in the fact that you are the prize, let me tell you, he'll do a one, he won't do a 180, but he'll be better than he is. But you're the prize, Rose Maria. I've got to run, but thank you so much for the call. Good luck to you. That's a toughie. Yeah. And, and you're uh, right. You're right about money. Money's a tough thing. I mean, it's different if you're married, obviously, but it's a tough thing. I have seen so many friendships destroyed with with because someone made a loan. That's uh, that that was. So, uh, but this brings up an interesting point, and and one of your one of your topics that you wanted to cover tonight that I thought was really really crucial. And, and that is about long-standing resentment and and forgiveness, um, because the, the idea is that uh, if that's going on, and, and this sounds like something that she's kind of talking about, which is which is what really clued me in, is like good segue. Um, when you have a situation where there's long-standing resentment, that resentment builds into uh, kind of like a pressure cooker in the relationship, at least right. in one person. Right. Uh, and and eventually that's going to explode in a very big way, and and it won't be it won't be pretty. Um, but but you use a word here that uh, you say neither uh, in a good relationship neither person harbors long-standing resentment toward the other nor withholds forgiveness. And forgiveness is a is a tricky word. Well, we're which which point is that under what number? Number seven. Number seven. All right. Let me see what 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 I meant here or what it was. I think it's, um, it's the last point. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm seeing it. Um, but if you read if you read beyond it, you're in the right relationship if, if both you and your partner are able to let past resentments go and forgive each other with an open heart. What does forgive? What does that mean? It's I believe it's acceptance, accepting somebody's mistakes or errors or whatever and then you let it go i mean you're literally letting go of your hurt and your Mm -hmm. feelings your negative feelings towards it can you let go without forgiving no because it says let go and forgive each other with an open heart but yeah i understand i'm just saying is it possible let's say someone offends you you've got long-term resentment for them and then they die so you can't you can really still forgive, work through it. But you, you can still you work through it. So that's why I'm asking the question because letting go and forgiving are two different things. Forgiving to me means making myself open to allow that person to have some trust in my life again where they didn't before. It's like I'm going to let this become an issue that I'm not going to give control of my relationship with you any longer. So I forgive wait, you, me. So you're 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 going to forgive a person and then. A, a build, rebuild trust. Yes. Well, that's what, wow. that's what, in my view, forgiveness means rebuild trust. Wow. It means they're going to give you more trust than I would give anybody else that did the same thing to me. Wow. That's pretty, 
profound. That's, that's a very generous definition of forgiveness. Right. That's <laughs> really I was, I was that. That's yeah. Forgiveness, forgiveness means you're trying wow. to heal a relationship. That's what it means. So that means that you're offering some level of trust back. Uh, for some me, level I, I, of I, trust, yes. Yeah. I, I, not for me personally. I, I've forgiven people in my past that I want nothing to do with. I and I've, I've I let go. You know, I've let go and I harbor no ill will, but I don't Forgiveness to me doesn't mean um, allowing the same things to happen again. So I wouldn't. Oh, no. Some some people I wouldn't want to well, um, be in a position of having trust again mm-hmm. because I don't trust them. But it doesn't right. mean I don't I don't forgive so, and I won't let go. You know, it's let's, like let's say your special other, whatever that person is, <laughs> not this one, another one, right, <laughs> runs off with a guy and then comes back and says, "I've done a terrible thing. Forgive me." And you say, well, I can't forgive you because I can't heal this relationship. I'm never going to trust you again in that way. That's what I'm hearing you say. Well, I think in a situation where if someone was um, unfaithful to me and had come back and said, please forgive me, I could say, I forgive you. I still love you, but I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore because I, I don't trust you and I don't want to put myself in that position again. That doesn't mean I, don't, I, I dislike you or hate you, or I, I just don't want you in that role in my life anymore. Of course, so it's never happened to me. <laughs> what is, what is, yeah, right. What, but I what think is that's forgive? protecting yourself. I do feel that's respecting and protecting yourself. Absolutely. Somebody overstepped their, your boundaries, and now you're honoring yourself by not allowing them to do it again. I mean, to me, that's danger, right. danger. But, Jim, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Because you have a very Buddhist approach here, and I'm fascinated by it. And I'm wondering how anybody can do that. (laughs) I really am. I want to ask Paul, and and I think I I, I wasn't saying what what you heard, so we'll we'll go back to that. But I I want to ask Paul, what what do you mean when you say, I forgive? Because you said a lot of words there. I still love you, I trust you, but I'm not going to have the same relationship with you, but I forgive you. And I don't know how that differs from any of those other words well for for me to say forgive is to let go to me those are are more Mm. closely related than how i'm hearing you define it so for me to say i forgive you doesn't mean uh, it doesn't hurt anymore Mm -hmm. it just means like you're like what you said that i really kind of resonated with was i'm not going to let this um control my uh my actions and reactions anymore. So mm-hmm. a forgiveness for me is it's like, it's more for the person who's forgiving because you are letting go and you're, and you're, you're casting right. it away from mm-hmm. you and saying, right. okay, it, it's, it, I forgive, right. but it, it doesn't mean that gives you a license to hold on to resentment. It just means you're not going to, depending on what situation is, you're not going to allow yourself to go into the same situations and expose yourself to the same type of um, potential harm. So, you know, you could forgive an abusive parent and say, I forgive you. Okay. That doesn't mean I want to live with you ever again. And you know what I mean? Right. It's like, or I don't want, I don't want to come home for the holidays because this was an abusive home. That doesn't mean I don't love you anymore. Just, I don't want to go back home mm-hmm. on the holidays because it hurts. Okay. You know because forgiveness is for you. It's not really yeah, for, not them. for them. You're letting yeah. go of the hurt, the anger, the resentment, and all that yeah. other stuff. It I, doesn't I really matter. I hear two different words. I hear two different words. <laughs> letting, letting I didn't go. know that he was like a, 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 a word cop. But 
Well, he's, he defines it differently. Different. Right? It's very right. interesting. That's why I'm fascinated. I, 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 right. I'm a Taurus, so when I define something like this, it's because I put a lot of thought into it. Right. But go ahead. Um, I want to hear. So, what did so you letting hear? go is something I'll do for the young lady who hurt my feelings after I pursued her for so many years. Right. right. Okay. I don't forgive her. I have no interest in having a relationship with this woman, but I will not let her her ineffectual emotional capacity impact me personally. So letting go is for me. It has well, nothing I to do that with is, that other person. But I see that as... Forgiveness is when I want to continue to have a relationship with the other person at some level or other. Right. Mm, I don't yeah. know. There's many people I have forgiven that I don't give it a care about. I think you're just saying forgiven, you mean let go. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I don't, have I don't know. I'm forgiving her, but I certainly have let go. Right. I could see where you're, you're making that delineation. Right. But, sense. But, but by you not forgiving her, you're holding some of her energy in you. No. no. I don't, I don't have any trust for her. Be. No, no, no. See, the difference is, I don't want to cultivate a relationship with her. I I'm understand. not forgiving her. Right. So I don't I don't forget, but that doesn't mean I'm holding on. Forgetting is not one thing. It's not the same thing as, uh, or not forgetting. Keep remembering isn't holding on to. I can, mean that. I can agree with that because I, I, I had a situation like that like 20 some odd years ago or more. And I don't think about him. I don't worry about mm-hmm. him. But he did contact me recently. And I just said, hi, how are you? He said he was retiring. I said, great. And then he sent me another email and I didn't respond because I have Mm -hmm. no desire to be drawn back into something that was not fruitful. Right. So, but I don't hold, but I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not hurt. I'm not angry. I'm just protecting myself and I don't want to go there. And to me, it's a waste of time. So to me, the let go is your part. To fix it for you, and forgiveness is the part that you offer to the other person. When they say forgive me, it means please let's go back to having a relationship again. When it's a question, can you forgive me? That means can I can we start to have a relationship again? You're Maybe right. not the same one. No, you are right. If a person asks for forgiveness, you're right. But you have that option of forgiving. Where for you, I exactly. think that's letting go. No, no. Where, the other way around, dear. <laughs> do you understand this, Paul? I do. I, I think um, his his definition is uh, it's deeper and it's more connected. Because if I if I wanted to stick to my definitions, then I would need another word beyond forgiveness that I'm I'm calling forgiveness mm-hmm. for somebody that wants to maintain the same level that, of trust. I see that. So I, I, I don't think that. I have a, a word for that level because for me. Forgiveness is, I've defined forgiveness in a way that allows me to say the word without letting them back in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I mean? it's like that maybe that's my way of coping and saying to certain people, it's like, I forgive you. I don't har- harbor any will towards you. I just don't want you in my life anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, maybe so, I'm, I, I need to define forgiveness in Jim's terms that or, it or means maybe- accepting uh, or, the ability or maybe of another relationship. Maybe there's layers or, or 
a spectrum of forgiveness, you know, from all the way to let's try and build things back to the way they were, all the way to I'll still say hi to you in the morning instead of punch you in the nose. <laughs> you know, what is the that's boundary tolerant. level? That's not forgiveness. <laughs> but what I was going to say is um, I think that you could have a personal definition of forgiveness. And your definition is perhaps different than mine or different than Paul's, yet we're both, we're all doing our idea of what forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes these kinds of conversations can help build some clarity and distinction for people who are, who are confused on that word and don't even realize that they're confused on it because they think forgiving means I'm going to stop being angry at you. And it, I think it actually means more than that. Yeah. Maybe a dictionary would help. <laughs> maybe. Because may, maybe, maybe someone has thought this through and actually have, has defined I, it very clearly. And we make I've, up our own definition so we can survive. I've looked, at, I've looked up words like compassion, love, and forgiveness in dictionaries and been very disappointed with them. Right? <laughs> There's not enough there. <laughs> right. Well, he's got a Buddhist flair or Hindu flair, so it right. would be a little bit different. But I I very much appreciate that wisdom. Yeah, well, it thanks. does show us a different dimension. And I never thought about that before. That um, when somebody is asking for forgiveness, that's actually a nice thought. Though when someone's asking for forgiveness, they're asking to come back into your your world. I never right, even right. thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often in my experience that somebody asks <laughs> for forgiveness. So you have to you have to do it for yourself in order to maintain your sanity. It's like I forgive you even though you didn't ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think what he's talking about is somebody asking, "Will you forgive me?" Right. And that is clearly somebody wants you wants to be back, back into in your good graces. Right. And right. 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 And I, and and I never really some... thought of it like that. Yeah. All right. Because I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to just define, and I want somebody else, one of you, you're, you're both male. So I'm curious to get a different dimension, <laughs> get a different dimension here. Well spotted. Um, <laughs> like I said at the beginning about, you had asked about, <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> like you had said earlier about, Paul, you said, well, at the beginning of a relationship, how do you know if someone is right for you? I'd like to get a little bit of clarity and wisdom from both of you before we close the show. Oh, that's great. Well, I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you how I know when it's wrong, because okay. in, in several situations, the beginning of a relationship can be highly electric, really intense and exciting right. and what will happen, in my experience anyways, the few times that things have gone south very quickly, is um, I've had the tendency to um, overly romanticize what it was. So let's say you had a great two weeks with this person, and two years later you're like, I don't know what happened. It was such a great relationship. Like, no, it wasn't. You had two really great weeks, and then you try to extrapolate from like that. If only that two weeks had lasted for two years – well, that's the person I should be <laughs> right. with, but it's, that's right. not how it works because no. right. that person is not not the right one. So a lot of times, you know, those those oh, initial is that relationships, profound? 
that right? Those initial so relationships, they get, you, they get you excited because you're like, oh, this person gets me. That's my soulmate. That, you know, it's this or that and the other thing. Right. And it's like, but it doesn't have the legs to last because right. it's, it's missing all the other things that you need. Yes. And that's yes. why it fails. But you'll yes. look back on the past and go, oh, if only. But that, right. you have a, a myth of what that relationship right. might you're have turned right. into. Right. There's a reason it didn't last because it would never turn into what you So why do we do that? It. Is that a protective it's, mechanism? What no, do you I think, think we're, we're what? stupid. Oh. So then we, we're, we're delusional. We delude when, ourselves. When, um, when, when love is starting, I don't talk about intelligence at all. Right? <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I get really yeah. stupid when that happens. Well, that's why I say go <laughs> slow because then you, don't, yeah. you try not to get caught up in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You try, I feel you try to connect on an intellectual, emotional level, et cetera, before you get to that crazy uh, stuff. Early, early in one of my relationships, the, the woman – uh, uh, who owned some property and had a truck and it was all muddy and she was trying to move the truck with a trailer and I was trying to help her. And after we were done, she got out and shook me by the shoulders very hard and said, don't you ever do that again. And that was the end of that relationship. I'm sure. She must have been tall. She must have been tall. How tall was she? She was a biggie. Yeah, she was yeah. big. Because <laughs> you're tall. I can't yeah. imagine somebody shaking you by the by your shoulder. What, what did oh you my do? God. <laughs> I, I got Probably real quiet. Probably nothing. Yeah. No, no, was, why, why did she say, what did you, what did you do wrong? Oh, what did you do I wrong? have no idea. I never, I never explored that with her at all. Right. Oh, I, like, that's, that's good. That's like, I stopped me. talking to her uh, for the rest of that trip and then went home when I, when it was time for my flight to leave. And then when I got there, uh, uh, I thought about what happened to see if there was any way to resolve it and realize it wasn't and said, we're done. Yeah. That's that. No, that's that's just, a good, good. I looked for point. some way to make that okay, but I couldn't. So I yeah. tried to give her every chance I can. But did you, so you didn't forgive? Because you no, didn't no, have anything no, he do doesn't forgive. He forgets. He lets go. No, I don't forget. I let go. <laughs> Right. Here we if go. I forgot, the word I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Forgiveness would would mean that you would accept I'm, her rebuilding your trust and having some I'm, form right, of relationship. Right. Would so mean I would have forgive. gone back. Yeah, exactly. You didn't, didn't forgive. forgive. So I just want no, to make sure but I he the let go. Definition correct. You let go, but right. you did he not forgive. I did and not he didn't forget okay. either, because no. obviously he brought it up. But see, mm-hmm. I feel if you don't forgive, it stays with you on some level. Well, some people think that forgiving means forgetting. Forgive and forget is a phrase in English that we use a lot. And it, it, it's, yeah. it's really wacko. I mean, the idea of forgiving and forgetting, because you can't do that. You've got to protect yourself in any situation. I agree. You Absolutely. have to be careful. If something yes. bad is happening to you, somebody crosses a boundary, yes. you've, got to, you've got to let them know. And I you've agree. got to be done with that. I agree. Uh, You've got to handle it one way or another. You can, I mean, humans are human, and that means they make mistakes. And when they right. make mistakes, people get hurt. And when people get hurt, there has to be some level of, yeah, you can come back into my life, which is what I call forgiveness. Uh, you don't necessarily have to let go. You don't necessarily have to forget, but you, you can forgive. So if, does it, okay, so you said, um, when somebody comes back into your life, oh, God, we're out of time here, um, sure. that they're asking for forgiveness. But do you, in that, that description you just gave, 
do you just forgive for the sake of forgiving without letting them? So you never let them back in when you, oh, you no. just decide to forgive. Listen, if, if people hurt people, uh, a relationship gets gets a situation eventually where somebody gets hurt, and that person has to open themselves up again to make themselves vulnerable again, not necessarily to the level that they were before, but to a large degree in order to, enough to make that relationship continue to move forward. Otherwise, right. it's dead in the water anyway. Uh, well, yeah. On that happy note, I think we got but yeah, yeah now we got to wind it down. But this was great. And actually, I didn't even get to connection. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. So on another oh. show, we could talk about that. All right. Okay. We want to thank all our listeners and viewers tonight and those who called in, um, listen on Blog Talk Radio, or watch this on our live streaming. We enjoyed hearing your stories, and we do appreciate you. Be sure to either follow us or like us on social media so you'll know when our next show is. We have a special New Year's Eve show on Thursday, December 30th. So please come and celebrate the new year with us. Happy holidays to all our viewers and listeners. We won't be on the air next week, so wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Have any suggestions for show topics, email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions, testimonials, or just to say hello. Don't forget, um, if we use your topic suggestion, you will automatically receive a 15-minute psychic reading with Lady Fontaine. Please visit her at ladyfontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. For those listeners in New York, visit Jim at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. Website is eastwesthealing.info. His Facebook page is forward slash East West Healing Arts. And I'm no longer doing my radio show. I retired. So oh. take that out of the screen. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm making a lot you of changes. You are full of secrets. Oh, right? my Lots God. Lots of secrets. Ah, Paul. Oh. <laughs> So on Thanks that for keeping note, us on your schedule. Yes. Yeah, thank you that you didn't just dump us. No, this is the one I wanted to hold on to. Thank you. Thank you. Another great show. Okay, Thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future, blessings and namaste. Love that bass line. Uh.